Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you are listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. How's it going? Oh my gosh. I am giddy for this episode. I know. We have some surprises. <laughs> we have some tricks up our sleeve. We have some holiday cheer. We have some really good clips. Yeah. We have surprises for the listeners, not even each other. Yeah. No. Yeah. Normally we are um, punking, punking one another, right. but this time we're punking you. Yeah. Get ready. It's not really a punk. I guess it's just like a treat. It, it is a treat. The, Con- consider this your holiday bonus. This is all you get. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, you get no cash. No. Um, w- so we have DJ J. Wu in the house. Can oh. I get a hole? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My husband, Justin, is going to be dropping beats throughout the episode, which will make. I mean, w- you didn't think it could get better, but it's about to get better. You guys, I'm not certain I'm going to be able to contain myself with the addition of um dgj Wu's sound effects also i must say though i mean i'm really happy he's here but like when we were like sitting down to set up he couldn't figure out where the record button was <laughs> on garage band yeah <laughs> and that was That's not a sound effect about that. right that was just he's gassy oh, <laughs> oh my god dj woo this makes me so happy i know i know it'll make everything better we don't even have to have good clips no. or conversation anymore because just like do that no. fart thing again no one will even notice yeah no one even's gonna be listening to us wait speaking of sound effects i just remember this this is sort of fan feedback which we usually do at the top of the show um so my mom whose name is cindy uh just recently listened to that episode where we where we like called her out and she like gave us her like podcast rules yeah and one of them was to swear less or like only use shit and damn yeah so later on in the the episode i said fuck accidentally and so we beeped it out but like as a joke did it like not on the word and she texted me and she was like hey you um you tried to beep out that word but you you missed she is (laughs) on us like she white on rice. Not, she is not letting shit slide. I was going to say slide. she's not fucking around, but now no. I have to say she's not shitting around. We'll, we'll, we'll bleep that out later in the wrong yeah, Or maybe not. Um, maybe anytime I'm going to make a swear, I could just make eyes at DJ J. Wu and he yeah. could cover it up. Mm-hmm. Let's practice. Um, Cindy was not fucking around. DJ J. Wu, you're supposed to put a sound over the fucking. <laughs> it's okay. It's his first thing. Oh my gosh. Training you guys. Just bear with us. <laughs> Um, let's jump in to yeah. our new noise-filled podcast. Well, first of all, can you give me one fun fact about your Thanksgiving? And I'm only really asking because I have a fun fact and yeah. I want to tell you about it. So I'm not really going to listen to yours, but like you can say it anyway. So go. Uh, no, thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> one fun fact. Um, that's a great question. Oh, uh, here's kind of a sad fact, oh. you know, as a vegetarian, no, it's not, not like sad, it's okay. like boohoo, but as a vegetarian, you know, it's always like what's what can i eat what can i eat? and i love stuffing so my fun fact is i always bring a little container of vegetarian that's stuffing so cute, but only enough for you and if anyone tries to eat it you stab them with well, your that's fork the thing how do you make like a single serving of stuffing so it's always like a good amount right. and then like can i guess someone was like this looks good <laughs> pile it on no everyone's like ew oh. what's that there's no giblets in g- giblets in it i don't what know how, i'm a vegetarian too i don't I know, know what that shit okay. is called well, that's, sounds that's disgusting my fun fact. i had i had sad like you know contain like a sad container of vegetarian i feel like it would be a bigger problem if because i'm picturing it on the buffet table and being people being like this looks delicious i'm gonna take 
three fourths <laughs> of it. It doesn't even fit in the buffet table. I have, I have a huge family. You had to like I keep have, it in like, your pocket. There's like forty people at our yeah, fam- and that's just like my dad and his siblings and their kids. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's off by the microphone. I always think it's good. There used to be a um, potluck with my with the Redwood Swim Club. I'm familiar. And my mom, my whole life, every year she brought tabbouleh. <laughs> and at the time, that was like super weird. But like, no one knew what that was. Aladdin, Aladdin's eatery didn't no, even exist at no. that point. Yeah. But we loved it because no one ate it. Right. Everyone was like, ew. And we're like, yeah, go ahead. Shit on our tabbouleh. Yeah. It's delicious. There's like, what's that What's that chunky cheese? Why isn't it shredded in orange? Right. And you're like, that's called feta. Right. We we tried to teach them, but I guess there's not really feta into bully, is there? You can put feta into bully. I would. I love cheese. I know, but um, no bread. Hey, Lauren, mm-hmm. do you have a fun fact about <gasps> your Thanksgiving? Oh my gosh, thank you for asking. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm just really curious. Well, we went to LA, so we had like a very un-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh! Like, I was just so thinking we fancy. didn't for the first year ever. I didn't watch the parade, and yeah. I was like, thank God I don't have to watch that stupid parade because it's so bad. <laughs> But I kind of missed it because it's so bad. Yeah, it is so bad. <laughs> it's like those musical performances are so cheesy. It's like, but I realize it's just the right kind of bad that mm, I like, you mm-hmm. know. Like, you know, just like 10 year old kids oh who's like God. parents really want them to make it like pretending yeah. to sing into a microphone with mittens on because it's always too cold. I know. Or like, oh, the dance, some of the dance numbers. Al Roker. Yeah. I mean, just it's so bad, but I kind of missed it. But yeah. anyway, um, but the first day we got to L.A., uh-huh. we did. Three things that I really enjoyed. The first was just I made Justin take me to a uh, book soup, which is a bookstore in LA. And I loved it. And then la- later that night, we went to a comedy show. Oh my like gosh, 14 we love comedians. And Margaret Cho and <gasps> Ali Wong just showed up. Surprising. Oh my gosh. And did you watch Ali Wong's special on uh-huh. Netflix? Yeah, me too. And it was amazing because there were so many comics. We couldn't even stay the whole time. We were like, we're, it, it was. Blast O Comics. Crazy. That's kind of why we went. We to LA. We wanted to like go to all these shows. Yeah. But the other thing we did was we went to Sir Fucking Lounge and got drinks at the bar. I'm sorry. Are you are you referencing that that restaurant that Lisa Vanderpump, a Real Housewife, sexy, unique restaurant, restaurant? Cream your. Uh, Yes, exactly. (laughs) DJ Jiwoo. Really good use of that, TJ Wu. And you know who the bartender was? It was the guy who, I don't know if you know this, but dated Stassi, like, after she dumped Jax. Okay, whatever. I don't Someone know any will know of this. those people. But he sucked so much, but he was, like, trying to charm us. He's, like, from the Midwest, and he was, like, tr- he has gigantic muscles, and he was trying yeah, to charm us. Sure, so. sure, sure. Did, so, I, um, I, uh, what was that? I just, it, I totally lost my thought. Well, I was thinking it would be a terrible place, because yeah. I've heard that, Villablanca leaves much to be desired. Yes. If you listen to Bitch Sesh, you'll yes. hear from their Boots on the Ground Intel that it's yes. not great. But Boots from the Ground Intel for me, it was kind of, it was really pretty. Like food was good though? We didn't have food there. You just had drinks. But my mom said the sangria was the best sangria she's ever wow. had. Wow. Yeah. I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say, so those people from the TV show are like actually they work there? there. Yeah. I'm very surprised by that. Yeah. They, I, I know it's it's real it's real wow so, now we know I know so it was exciting and we drove by or we ran by pump but we didn't go inside oh that's fun yeah. is it is it runnable that area um like, yeah it's just the sidewalk yeah it was just yeah it's a lot of we did a lot of we didn't do tons of driving we managed to yeah that's up. surprising yeah, it was it was really fun where did you stay in LA the Mandarin I don't know it's a we the, we chose it it's across the street from the comedy store that's yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. reason we stayed there that's so fun we would just go across the street and we saw Mark Marin and uh DJ Jaywoo what was that Dan D- Dalia what's his name D- Dalia oh yeah Dan Dan Dalia that feels right 
Chris D'Elia. Oh, 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 um, yeah. He was unbelievable. That's so um, fun. Tom Papa, I think his first name is Tom. He like w- so many new comedians. Yeah, I love so that. many great comedians. Like it was um I was dying the whole time. Um a really fun fact about Mark Marin is um I don't know if you know he ha- he has a podcast mm-hmm. which this this show is about podcasts. Um oh, th- he got the on. idea from listening to our show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. A lot of he doesn't know that. credit us. That seems unfair. Yeah, it is it is. But that's showbiz, well, you know. That's what we that's signed up for. Goes. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um well hey that those are some great fun facts about your that thanksgiving was that was vacation. i'm glad i got to talk about myself yeah but i wanted to talk about sir i knew everyone would be curious yeah people are yeah people maybe are hungry for those interested yeah. yeah we've been getting a lot of listener mail uh, saying right. like if you ever get out to one of these restaurants yeah, that one of these housewives own yeah that was just really exciting know. for me and the next day everyone was like my mom was like, let's go around and say what we all want to do today. And I was like, I'm done. I've done everything I want to do. We can go home now. You're like, in life, not just yeah, this vacation. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I think next for you is going to Candy and Todd's, like, grandma restaurant yeah. down in Atlanta. Ooh, yeah. Or I kind of wanted to go to, shit, what is that, uh, Tamara's fitness studio? <laughs> right. I want to say Blink. No, that's a real fitness studio. Oh, right. That's like a I chain. forget what this place is called. They call, they talk about too. it on uh, Bitch, Bitch Sesh. Sesh. <laughs> I'll remember later. Don't worry. Okay, good. And um, then and then you'll go there and report back. Yes, absolutely. We'll Perfect. do a workout there. Okay. Do we have any corrections from last episode? I don't think so. I have. I do have one. Oh, yes. We were almost too good. I know. We got to, you know, take some risks. Yeah, exactly. We've just got it so damn polished at this point. Like we should probably like, you know, try try some things out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we don't want this to get boring. JK LOL BRB. JK. What's yours? What's my what? Did you say you have a correction? That that was it. We were too oh. good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I, yes. I guess we can't say the same for this episode cuz someone's not paying attention. I know. I've already Well, we'll have one for next week. Oh my god. Um Let's write that down. DJ Jaywoo, will you write that down? Does he also act he's as our, our like, secretary? secretary. <laughs> yeah, and he's our treasurer. Oh, yeah. how are the finances coming? Oh, my God. We Amazing. Have, <laughs> we have actually started a little uh, pod fund yes. in the form of a cat mug. Yes, it's adorable. I'll put a p- picture of it on we our should. Facebook page. We should, yeah, because that's confusing. Yeah. We just decided to put our pennies inside because we're trying to save money so that we can run an ad yeah. on, um, oh, my gosh. What's the podcast with Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi? Um, it's called Throwing Shade. Throwing Shade. We want to be. We want to be on Throwing Shade. It costs yeah. two hundred dollars. It's yeah. gonna take us some time. Yeah. Empty. We're emptying out our pockets every day. Yep. If you have any pennies, that's why there's a lot of used condoms in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> From our pockets. Um, but if you honestly, if you do have contributions, please do send them to Podcast Podcast, New York, New York. Just do it. Yep. Put your pennies in an envelope. Yep. That's all you need. Yep. No, no postage required. No, they'll know. We talked to them. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, Harry's. You know, sometimes you suddenly just want some hair in random places on your body and you want it now. But who has time to wait for hair to grow? We're busy podcasters, so we definitely don't. But other less busy people probably even don't. So we totally get why 
everyone wants to buy Harry's. They're little stickers that have hair on them, and you can put them anywhere you want. On your head, under your nose, wherever it's hot to have hair. It's kind of like using Rogaine or getting hair plugs, but it definitely looks a lot worse. Harry's comes in blonde only because blondes have more fun, and Harry's are definitely for fun people. Go to harrys.com, use promo code PODCASTPODCAST, and they'll throw in a free fuzzy sticker of unicorns, which are basically the same thing as Harry's, just in unicorn form. And to answer your question, yes, they come in a refrigerated box. Order Harry's now. Thanks, Harry's. Why do you think Harry's requested that I read this one? Oh, I, I, I that was, I don't know. They, do you have any idea? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. You don't think it's It was a my very specific request. Very, very bald head, do yeah. you? I, 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 but you do love Harry's. You wear them quite often. You, you can't see my elbow no. right now? Yeah. And he slaps on the unicorn fuzzy stickers all the time Ugh. and he looks so hot. It's amazing. You know how sometimes you're like walking out, you're walking out the door and you're like, this outfit is so close to perfect. Like, what does it need? It's, it's a Harry's. It's almost always Harry's. Sticker. Exactly. Yeah. Almost, almost always. always. <laughs> Are we ready for our first clip? I couldn't be more ready. Okay. It's um, it's a podcast we talk about a lot because we love it. It you made it weird with Pete Holmes. Never heard of it. <laughs> Listen to our <laughs> podcast because we talk about it so much. And actually, I think in a previous podcast we actually tried to take credit for all of Pete Holmes's humor. Yeah, that does sound right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But in this episode, oh my gosh, this is like a combination of so many things we love. <laughs> episode three forty two, Whitmer Thomas is back on. He's the one that does the impression of Blink One Eighty Two's "I Miss You." That's like. Where are you? <laughs> it's it's the best impersonation of anything. I'm not sorry. Yes, it's so good. So he's back. And um, I actually, I think it's one of my favorite episodes of You Made It Weird ever. So I really, really, if you only listen to one thing I say in my entire life, it's go <laughs> listen to it right now. Whitmer's really interesting and he's smart and he's sweet. And Pete is great as always. And it seems like they're friends. And Maybe Pete is just like that good at hosting podcasts that he he seems it seems like he's friends with everyone on his show. But like I know when we have a guest, like I cannot hide the fact that I know literally nothing about them and <laughs> and I hardly care anyway. So I, it's a skill. Either it's a skill or they're really friends and yeah, it's enjoyable. Maybe, maybe both. Yeah. Yeah. But they're having a really good time. And Pete is truly interested in Whitmer's story because it's very interesting. And he talks about his crazy hot parents and their tumultuous lives. They were drug addict musicians and Whitmer's father left him when he was a kid to go get clean. And then he came back and his mom loved him vehemently. And it's, it's really adorable to listen to. And there's this heartbreaking story where Whit that Whitmer tells his mom is tracing shapes on his back and singing him to sleep. And she starts having a seizure from drugs and she bites her tongue off and passes out and the ambulance comes and they just leave Whitmer alone in the house. And it was too heartbreaking for me to even use, but listen to it in this clip. They're going to be talking about, um, going for your dreams and appreciating what you have. You know, it's funny. So Alan Watts, who I love very dearly as a philosopher and a speaker and he was amazing. And he has this thing, this exercise where he's like, let's say every night when you go to bed, one night's rest is equal to 75 years of living, and you're the ruler of this world. And he was like, you can do whatever you want, whatever you want. You can fly, you can eat whatever you want, you can do sex, whatever you need. He's, he, he hypothesizes that for a couple months, that's a lot of years, that's hundreds, thousands of years, you would just fly and fuck and listen to music and create art and just, ah, just coming constantly, ah, just perfect ecstasy right and he's like how long before you in your perfect world make a button called surprise where you hit this button 
and something goes wrong. That's what he's talking. That's mm-hmm. what he thinks the universe is doing. There is no joy. You're you're saying you're almost saying in the defense of stress. Yeah. You, because it manufactures a spark. Isn't that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking a. I love it. But we spend so much time avoiding. Even as silly as it sounds, I'm playing a video game right now, and I love Splinter Cell, and you're sneaking around, and you're killing people, and then there's this one part where I go, and there's this house, and it's filled with, like, 30 bad guys, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, I just don't – it's overwhelming. But I was like, this is why I play. I play for the moments where I go, I don't know if I'm going to get out of this. I know it's just a video game, but there is a way to look at your own life. It's just like, shit, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Yeah. I like what they're saying because it makes me realize that perfection is boring. Totally. And we're all shooting for everything to go right, but maybe we don't even want that. And, I mean, it reminds me of when I, he's talking about video games. Like, I used to, you know, you make your SimCity in 1992, <laughs> and you then you, like, set it on fire, and you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it also makes me think about how, like, some of our biggest hurdles are, like, stuff we place there. And I, I really believe in that. Like, what do you think that's true? 200 percent mm-hmm. uh i think f- for me it makes me think of um do you remember did you were you into legos as a kid no but oh. dj J. Wu really was and still is i love legos so much and there's nothing cooler you know as a kid kid it, like it was just freeform legos like you were just like building stuff out of nothing and then it was really fun to have the big kits where it was like super complicated you're making like some cool like spaceship or whatever the worst part of that is when it's done Fun's like, over, kids. There's no more challenge. Like, you have what you... You know You're what I like, mean? I don't like Legos, but I feel like I would have been like, what do I get? Like, is <laughs> someone going to award me? Or, like, do I get a prize? Right. Like, where's the candy that pops out right. when, you, when you've locked all pieces into place? But I think it's just the, the, like, sort of very obvious thing of, like, it's not the destination, it's the journey, which couldn't be cheesier. But I think that's also the idea of, like, achievements and success and, like, happiness and peace and... Yeah. And all, all like perfection, you know. Yeah. I think that like striving for it and getting there is the is the good stuff. And all my stress, like I'm a very stressed out person. It's stuff that I put there in my life that I want. If I wanted to point. not be stressed out, I could like stop doing half the shit I do. Such a good point. But it's all stuff that I want. And I kind of like it. It drives me. Yeah, I mean, I I talk with my you know Allison, mm-hmm. my good friend Allison. Um, she and I talk about like our goals of like taking over the world and like what we want to do. And then, you know, the next month we're like achieve high, you know, high achieving and like getting all this stuff. And we're like, this is so stressful. It's so, so and we have to realize like, Oh, right. This is exactly what we right. wanted. This is exactly what we asked for. Well, they both admit that you have to say your dreams out loud and yeah. say, I want this. Yeah. And, but that's hard because sometimes it's really embarrassing. Like, yeah. Like, um, Pete had to be like, yeah, I want to like have my own special and like interview these famous people, and it's like embarrassing, but it shouldn't be, just right? Because yeah, well, because your ego's involved, and and the idea is that there's like a presumption there, but you know, it it's like ev- everyone has aspirations, and and it doesn't imply that you think so highly of yourself, right. or you know what I mean, or that yeah, or that you're sure you're gonna do it. It's just right. what would make you happy, right? Totally. Yeah. Are we ready for our next clip? I think so. Um, the, so we have talked about how I built this before. Yes. It's, a, it's the, we, we did the one with the creator of the Spanx. Um, it's the new NPR podcast that talks about um, like inventors, entrepreneurs, innovators, et cetera, et cetera. And kind of talks about the journey to like how they made what they made. Um, 
as we have also covered, the host, Guy Raz, is a total babe. Yeah, and Guy Raz actually called me and was like, I want to interview you on my show because I want to know how you built Podcast Podcast. And oh I was like, gosh. I don't have time, Guy. Like, just we're, keep on interviewing like, too busy. the CEO of Airbnb. <laughs> yeah oh oh you you may think that i just googled a picture of guy raz and was painting (gasps) thing but it's not true that was that was djj Wu giving us some or was it i don't know we'll never (laughs) it's impossible to know just be oh (laughs) just be cool man be cool calm down Um, take your put your pants back on yeah so guy like maybe later we can do your podcast right just cool we're busy Um, it's not in my dream bank so (laughs) This episode features one of the co-founders of Airbnb, Joe Gebbia. Um, he's 31 and estimated at a $3.3 billion net worth. Just to throw that out there. I simil- Very similarly, I recently splurged on adding edamame to my sushi lunch order. Oh, so look at you. Seems like everyone's oh doing pretty well. Isn't it fun when you like, <laughs> you're like... I'm an adult and I, and I can afford these things. And they're like the dumbest little things. Yeah. Like I used to text justin when i wanted to buy canned like jarred artichokes like the good kind oh and instead he'd be of like just go ahead just do it oh. yeah like because they're like more expensive but they're way better yeah 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 totally and, like now i'm like fuck it i'm getting the good artichokes you know like i'm gonna i'm a grown-ass <laughs> woman <laughs> it's funny the things that like is it like because food's important to you guys you mm-hmm. know you've picked a little the it's stuff worth it yeah um so okay anyway this guy <laughs> joe gebbia um you've you've all heard of airbnb i'm sure it's like a it's a website that connects people who want to rent out their own home or a room, a room in their home with people who need short-term lodging very popular here in new york and um especially because yeah. hotels are so expensive i guess here and everywhere um you should listen to the entire episode aptly titled airbnb joe gebbia because the sort of incarnation story of the company is really fascinating but in this particular clip, uh, Joe is explaining how, like, a tangential idea actually sealed the deal with the super important, like, this startup funding company. Um, they're trying to figure out what Airbnb was, and they, because it was, like, around the 2008 election, they created, like, silly limited edition cereal lines called Obama O's and Captain McCain's. Did you, do you remember so this? funny. I don't remember it. I don't either. I don't remember seeing it, but no. it was, I guess it was hugely popular, ended up selling really well, and kind of paid off all of the debts that they had accumulated with it while launching the, the company. So here is Joe talking about it. All right. So you pay off your credit card bills and and then what? You go back to Airbed and Breakfast? Well, we got to this, this sort of fateful dinner one night with one of our mentors. It was uh, Michael Seibel and Justin Kahn. And so um, we're out to dinner with them and they had been helping us the last couple of months and we're kind of like at the end of the rope and they can tell and they're like, you guys need some help. You should participate in this incubator program called Y Combinator. So we're at dinner and we look it up on our phones and the deadline was the night before. So we're like, oh, come on. But they end up emailing the guy who runs it, a guy named Paul Graham, who they knew. And they say, you know, hey, Paul, there's these guys. They've got this concept and, and they'd really benefit from being in your program. You know, would you take a look at their application if they send it to you? And Paul writes back and says, yeah, if they get it to me by midnight tonight. Wow. So Brian and I race home. It's like 10 o'clock at this point. We start to fill out the application. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, so the next day, we get this call back that our application got accepted. So we got to the next round, which was an interview. So we, we prepared in advance. We would grill each other with all these really tough questions. What's your growth rate? How do you plan to expand internationally? Um, you know, What's the next big feature you're going to build? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. 
And so we go into the interview. It's in this small, tiny room at the Y Combinator office. And there's four partners around the table. We sit down, and the very first thing out of Paul Graham's mouth is, you mean people actually use this? And we go, yeah. And he goes, well, that's weird. <laughs> wow. What do you say? That's not a great way to start no, an interview of any no. kind. Um, it kind of went downhill from there. Uh, <laughs> we're walking out of the room, and kind of thinking, like, this is our last chance effort, and it didn't go so well. And that's when I remembered that I had brought a box of Obama's to give to him as a gift. So I go running back into the room. I whip out the box. I hand it to him. I go, hey, Paul, we got this for you. He goes, oh, where'd you buy this? I go, well, we made it. He goes, what do you mean you made it? And I told him the story in 60 seconds. And he goes, wait, so you guys funded your company based on selling breakfast cereal? And he immediately turned around and put the box of cereal on the shelf behind his desk. On the ride home, we get a phone call from Paul Graham to inform us that he'd like to offer us a spot in the Y Combinator program. And uh, we later found out that the reason we got in wasn't because of our idea. It was because through the breakfast cereal, we had proven to him that we had hustle, we had grit. We had the, if we could figure out how to sell breakfast cereal for $40 a box, we could figure out how to make our website work. What I gleaned from this is like, I forgot how good cereal is. I kind of want cereal. Oh, yeah. That's you know? the takeaway. I, what cereals do you... <laughs> what's... My favorite cereal is cornflakes. <gasps> I know, hey. kind of boring. Wow. What about you? Hey, I never asked you. <laughs> Gu- guacamole cereal. It's a good cereal. That's my favorite. Is that invented yet? Oh, my God. <gasps> Shut it down. Get on Oh, my it. God. We, we have to edit that out. We're going to be millionaires. Okay. Um. So, okay. So, Joe talks about being in Silicon Valley with this Y Combinator program which like funds startups um, and realized that like he had this notion that he was supposed to be in this like startup Mecca in Silicon Valley, but all of his early adopters were in New York. Um, So he went to New York and like people had terrible listings on the site, like the very first adopters. So he like would go to their actual apartments and like take way better photos um, and sat there with the listers to kind of like, troubleshoot the site and like realized where the problems were and like the user experience of the site it's so fascinating to hear the ways that he like corrected the thing yeah it's so funny that you wanted to talk about this because i am marketing a because my job is to market books and i am working with um the author his name's brad and he wrote this book called the upstarts and Uh it's coming out in january and it's about Airbnb and Uber and what had to happen in the world for those two companies to explode and all the problems with the regulations that they had and this whole, like all these stories and they, there's a lot of good advice for creativity. Like I was underlining like things to use in my job, like it like really good tips. Like they had to break the rules so many times, like how to break the rules kind of. And they were saying that this is kind of this example of taking photos, like going to people's apartments and taking photos is the kind of thing you, no one would recommend that. It's not scalable because you hear, oh my God, how many times right. are you in a meeting where there, you hear, it's not scalable and you're like, oh my God, is someone <laughs> even, does anyone even listen? Like, wh- if you could not listen in a meeting and just say like, it's not scalable and like people would think you were listening because it's right. what everyone says. But they're like, sometimes you have to have an idea that's not scalable. Like, right. and they were like, we knew this idea wasn't scalable, but we had to do it anyway. And they talked about how they saw a huge increase mm-hmm. in folks who are booking through airbnb with these improved photos yeah they're setting the standard yeah Yeah. well Mm -hmm. and i also just love the idea that they're like 
none of this is scalable. We have, you know, say these like 30 early adopters, like we're going to use them. Like mm-hmm. we won't be able to do this always, but it's the very beginning and like, let's roll up our sleeves, you know? Yeah. They talked about um, a banner moment where like someone in South, the South Pacific listed their like luxury five acre home with like a private, sh- like including a private chef and like all these amenities. And they realized like scavengers, they're like scavengers. <laughs> <laughs> we recognize that voice. Um, they realized that the people listing their homes, like the creativity of those people would be the success of the business. Cause like they were sort of um, empowering people to create a little mini business in their own home, you know? Yeah. And that ties to the book talks about Uber and Travis Kalanick. Is, is that how you pronounce his last name? I can never pronounce it. I have no idea. Kal- how do you say it? Kalanick. Travis Kalanick. Okay. He, created this thing called Travis Law, uh-huh. which he believed in, and he would tell everyone at Uber to believe in this law where it means, like, there's all these, like, regulators trying to stop Uber and Airbnb saying this yeah. isn't legal, and they just believed if you're, if people believe in you, they'll become more powerful than the law, and, the, and, and so if you create a product that people believe in, and they'll, they'll fight for you. So you just have to become so big that like the law has to shut down and put up their hands. So you wow. have to get to the point where Travis Law goes into place, and it goes applies for Airbnb too because y- they became so strong it was like you couldn't say no. Right. Um, have you ever used Airbnb? I must say I l- think it's awesome. Like I don't like that. I don't. I don't. I don't want to stay in someone's house personally. Like I'm you wouldn't uh, even stay in a bed and breakfast. For example, not really like a normal, a normal style bed and breakfast. No, I mean I have, but I prefer like I just want I just want someone to make my bed for me. I I was in LA at the hotel yes. and like I almost started making the bed, and I was like, "Fuck this! I don't have to do this shit. I'm on vacation. I'm in a hotel. Yeah, yeah." I mean, I like I don't know if I go somewhere, I don't want to be in someone's space, and I don't want someone in my space. Yeah, I feel that. What about you? Uh, no, I've never used it I feel it like I'm unusual for not liking it. I'm th- glad other people like it. I think it'd be open to it. Oh my God, they're I, never going to sponsor us now. <gasps> oh my gosh, I take it back. Oh my gosh. Um, I, have a, I have a friend who, you, like, he rents out a room in his apartment. Sounds shady. I'm calling the cops. <laughs> he, no one's allowed in the broom closet. That's the that's the oh, part where they got yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, so it's a three-bedroom, and he lives with an, another guy, and then they rent out the third room, and it... I, I I think it basically pays for the rent. Yeah, so no, that's it's crazy. and also it brings so much business to to the local businesses. You know, like it, there's so many good things about it. So I just have to take a moment to point out that Monty the cat is currently like up on a shelf and like threatening to knock off a picture frame. He doesn't like that. He's not the center of attention. <laughs> he keeps like getting it pretty close to the edge, and then and then we like stop and then him. he like looks at us and he's like, <laughs> "Look what I'm doing." Right. Um. This was this was super fun. I I know we've. I'm said sorry this. I talked about it so much, no, but I'm super it. into it right now. And everyone buy the upstarts. Yeah. In January, it's so fascinating. I wasn't sure what I would think about it because I thought I didn't like these guys. Right. But um, one of the quotes I think this is why they wanted were agreed to work with the author was they said it's hard to hate someone up close. Right. And I think when you hear the whole story and like you, I liked them. Like when when I closed the book, I was yeah. like, I I admire them. I don't know. They had to do it. They did something, yeah. you know. Um, and also the uh, Brian, the CEO of 
Airbnb loves Walt Disney and admires Walt Disney, and Ooh. that made me really happy. Yeah, that's, that's all you have that's, to do. That's, that's a win. I'm in your sold. Book. <laughs> you could be like a horrible person, and you're like, I like Walt Disney. I'm like, done, yep. donezo. Um, you're on the nice list. Well, and kind of at that point, I just find this podcast so inspiring because it's like talking about people who like, you know, like did everything they could and were really scrappy and yeah made stuff happen and it makes me want to make a company it's something that i believe in and i feel like i was like this for better or for worse and i feel like you were like this for better or for worse when we moved to new york we were mm. like say yes to everything like mm. bring those cereal boxes like dance in the streets like be annoying like yep. say yes to every project like it kind of like i'm so glad i don't have to do that anymore but i feel like we both did that when we got here because you were just like i'll do anything mm-hmm. like one of those things is got to stick it's gonna you know? pan out yeah it's that it's that hustle mm-hmm. for sure what do we have up next um another podcast we've talked about before um we got this with mark gagliardi and, and hal lublin we did <gasps> it we got this we who's got this now <laughs> mark and hal no we i almost i almost it. tweeted at hal today and was like <laughs> i'm gonna be pronouncing your name later can we go over it together but i was like he hates me <laughs> But no, I did he'll, it. He'll be, once we release this, oh we gosh, should let him know. He's going to be so proud. How high. Mm, <laughs> we love yeah, you. Yeah. Um, it only took like four mentions of you for me to learn how to pronounce your name. Sometimes it takes it takes a sec. Yeah. I'm not good at pronouncing names. That's true. But um, they are debating the worst Christmas song, which I think is so much fun. Um, they, they Okay. So in case you haven't been listening to all of our episodes, um, on we got this hal and mark debate very important things like the best disney princess the best girl scout cookie and we are holding out for them to do the best religion mm. waiting guys mm. that seems like such an easy one i like know not, hello not a, you know controversial thing at all it's just mine <laughs> um but in this episode they're debating the worst christmas song and a lot goes into their reasoning um they debate what makes a song bad is it the words or the tune or both and of course baby it's cold outside comes up and you know that's the rapist song and also in the running is simply having a wonderful christmas time and i think you probably know that song and uh christmas shoes which is i learned a song about a boy whose mother has cancer and she wants he wants to buy her shoes but he has no money so that's like a feel-good song you know hilarious yeah um but here they're debating simply having a wonderful christmas time and baby it's cold outside Am I going to sound like a rapist if I say that the Paul McCartney song is still worse? Well, what you're saying is if you change the lyrics, it's better. So if I change the lyrics to simply having a wonderful Christmas time and they were really good lyrics, would that make the song better? No. You kind of have to go with with what's out there. It I would. Think it, I think all right. good. If you change. All right. Let me. Let, if that's our criteria, then okay. then Baby It's Cold Outside is not the worst song. The Paul McCartney one still is because. In order to make that Paul McCartney song good, you have to change both the lyrics and the music. You have to just record and perform a different song. Let that song be uh, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. That's a good song. There is no place for that Paul McCartney song. Fine. Still still the worst song of all time. That was a strong bullet that I threw out there. And yeah. we are in no way endorsing Baby It's Cold Outside. But you could change it to, I really can't say, oh, baby, that's a shame because it's cold outside. Can I call you a cab? Yeah, like, I could call you a taxi. Yeah. Would you like to, would you like to, uh, if, why don't you spend the night in the guest bedroom? I will be downstairs sleeping on the couch, fully clothed. 
<laughs> in fact, I'll go stay at my neighbor's. Yeah, you, you have just have house, my house. So. You can have the entire house. I will walk. You know what? I'll walk. You stay here. I'll just move. I think that's some catchy shit. Those are good I'll notes. just move. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I, I don't know. I, I respect your boundaries. <laughs> I'm um, not going to touch Eric, you. Eric, do you like Christmas music? Uh, do I have a pulse? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Christmas music, of so course. Do I. What's your favorite Christmas song? Um, it's not called Chestnuts Roasting. It's called The Christmas Song. Oh, wow. A little, I, oh my gosh. You and really do love Christmas music. No one knows the title of that song because I feel like The Christmas Song feels wrong. But that's really what it's called. It also seems very arrogant. Like, this is yeah. the Christmas song. The definitive like, Christmas song. Songs? And Mariah Carey's over here like, what about me? Yeah, and there's, it's like branded. <laughs> terrible people. <laughs> yeah, they are terrible that people. makes me so happy. Yeah, I can't get over it. It should songs. be. We should try <gasps> to get. Maybe maybe <laughs> Trump can change the name of that song. Maybe add that yeah. to his list. Like, it should be called the Chestnut Song. I don't think anyone would argue with us about no, that. No, I like that it's called the Christmas Song. Oh, you do? Yeah. I think it's a little arrogant. And it's my That's favorite. not what Christmas is all about. But I like that that's your favorite. That's yes. a great one. Thank you. What's your favorite? Um, I like King Wenceslas. <sighs> I just think it's a really great, amazing story. Does anyone know the lyrics to that song, though? It's like, good the King, King Wenceslas once looked out on the <laughs> Feast of Stephen. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure which of us is I right. I don't think you listen to it enough. I think I might have been right with those lyrics. Oh, <laughs> it was, yeah. I mean, it's better, whatever you're doing. <laughs> um, and I like We Three Kings. That's a good one. I forgot about yeah. that one. And you know, Little Drummer Boy used to make me roll my eyes, but I think it's a beautiful song. Yeah. And it's like I have no gift to bring, but rum pum pum pum. Yeah. But I have this. <laughs> but I have this. It's very nice. As I get older and nerdier yeah. and boringer, well, I mean. Y- you know what religi- religious one I like? Speaking of these nice religious ones hmm. you're picking, what's that one that's like um, to the tune of Green Sleeves? And it's like, what child is this who laid to rest a babe? The hmm. It's like, what I've child heard... is this? Yeah, I don't know the words. Though. That's I think that pretty. one's pretty, yeah. I like, I, I do enjoy. And, I, and I also, it's fun because it's like a mystery. It's like, what what child are they talking about? Right, you know, what no child one, is this? No is it actually a legitimate question? Right, are they talking about a real child? Or right. is it like the child in all of us? It's like a metaphor, right. you know? No one well, knows. Okay, but it, it's more fun to talk about your least favorite Christmas song. <sighs> and at Thanksgiving, I was like asking my parents and Justin... Like what his like what yeah. everyone's favorite and my you know my family we're like we love hating shit and my parents oh my are gosh. like fuck this song we're like, god <laughs> damn it and we're like Justin what's your least favorite Christmas song he's like I don't know like and I was like we c- Justin is such a better person than my family like he really brings <laughs> us up and we bring him down like a little bit he's still like pretty good but like we can't ask him to hate on stuff like he's right. just like he's like they all have merit like, he's my- like we're and we're like shitting on songs about Jesus and like beautiful Santa Claus songs and. <laughs> My gauge for like something being legitimately bad is if Justin doesn't like something or someone. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm allowed to I'm hate not this a now. hateful person this time. It's right. like real. <laughs> and then no, I always like blame Justin. I'm like, well, Justin hates it, so <laughs> Tell I have no choice. Well, wait, what is your least favorite? Um, I think this Christmas shoes one. I mean, it's not a good song, and it's fucking weird. And I hate how they're like trying to like make people feel bad. Like I feel like they're like, we want to make people feel guilty. Like, has how can you not like you can't be like fuck the song about the kid's mom who has cancer. Right. No. Yeah. No. No. I 
I am willing to say that. <laughs> You're taking that stance. Yeah. yeah, but I don't even count that one because it's not really in the like canon of Christmas music. No, but it is the worst. I believe it is yeah, the worst. I'll also, agree. I think they made a movie of it, nope. which it's like, how did that, that slip? Don't you wonder how things slip through the cracks? Like, no one was like, they're in this big room. Everyone's like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Let's put some money behind that. But um, I guess we are talking about it. What's your least favorite? Uh, without a doubt. I know what you're going to say. Do you really? Baby, it's cold outside? No, Jingle Bells. Oh, that's a good jingle one. Jingle Bells. That's garbage. Oh, that you're so garbage. right. <laughs> like Jingle Bells is fucking garbage. Get out of my town. Head. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of my town. <laughs> whatever. And the town. Get out of the town where I'm living and oh get out of my it's head. It's so annoying. Yeah, exactly. What? And it has no merit. No. But what are your feelings about Baby It's Cold Outside? It's pretty rapey, but the tune is great. I think it's kind of cute. The melody, though, not the lyrics. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> lyric. I, it just doesn't bother me. Everyone get over yourself. What? It's like, no. come on, there's like, it's no one is like, I'm going to rape someone because Baby It's Cold Outside told me to. No, no, no. I don't think anyone's like like going and doing it, but it it, it is sort of like talking about... But it's kind of funny. It's funny how, and also, I don't think anyone talked about the rape scene until very recently. Like, I feel oh, like I listened sure. to that song for a long time before I was like, oh, wait a second. Like, I probably listened to that song 3,000 times before yeah. I was like, wait a second. Is Agreed. he talking about roofing Agreed. someone? So it's like, they tricked <laughs> us. Like, that song is genius right. because everyone's like singing it. We like, no la, la, la. Yeah. I'm like, it's, I kind of love it. In fact, I'm getting more pro about this song. He's like, why are my hands tied? Yeah. Like, you can't leave my We house. should be singing this all year round. I mean, it's kind of funny. It's such a funny song. Like, their voices <laughs> are funny, you know, like. No, their voices, I think that, I think it's like all charming, like it's all so super charming. It's so charming. Minus, the, and then you listen to the words and you're like, that makes me Just that one part. I mean, a couple parts. Yeah. They even sang it in Elf, like, and that was not that not that long ago. And they were like, "This is no a charming song." I know. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't anyone notice? And also, it's a duet. You yeah. know. I don't know. I'm I, I'm still jamming to it. Well, so. I'm sort of open to Mark and Hal's suggestion of like switching up some lyrics. Yeah, and also that simply having a wonderful Christmas time is really fucking awful. Like it's um, it's horrendous. I don't take such issue with that one. I oh have to God. admit, it's so annoying it doesn't say the words are so annoying and the tune is annoying anyway <laughs> i mean i guess sometimes. i've only ever heard it in like th- th- 15 second and 30 second commercial increments yeah. like because it's just used in commercials because every time i hear it i run away like i've actually never heard the song because if i think it's about to start playing i run an option <laughs> you evacuate yeah you know what that seems legit um so anyway thanks hal and mark i love that that clip got me into the holiday spirit. I know. Mission accomplished. Really nice work there. Yeah. Um, our next clip is from The Nerdist, which is also one of our favorites. We've talked about it a lot. I'm sure you guys love it also. he uh, Chris Hardwick is the host. He always has really funny guests, usually celeb types. Um, he's just really good at, you know, guiding funny conversations. You, you guys might know Chris Hardwick from, like, he has his Comedy Central show at midnight. He hosts um, a bunch of, like, after show talk shows most notably maybe the talking dead um is that still on talking dead maybe i think so yeah um this uh, the guest on this episode is anna ferris who you might know from her podcast which is anna ferris is unqualified i think that was one of our podcast bays yes maybe um 
or from her sitcom mom on CBS, or if you're like me, you fell in love with oh. her with House Bunny. People that make fun of that movie have not seen it. No, for sure. Right. It is not it's what you so think. Funny. It is based on the DVD cover or iTunes art. We probably can't say DVD cover anymore. That's not really a thing. Hmm. I th- we can still call it that. The streaming artwork. Um, it's so underrated. It's so good. Uh, the other guest is Sim Sarna, who's, um, who produces Anna's podcast. Um, okay, so I guess Anna used to prank people, which like prank is in air quotes, by pretending to do a card, like a card reading, like at a party. Like she would like walk up to at a, at a at, to people at a party, uh, and do like a card reading with super vague descriptions of common qualities that like all people have, like like you know you you have um you've had a trying time in the past year whatever um in retrospect she says this was kind of cruel and was a reflection of the struggle she was facing at the time so in this clip she talks about how um she overcame some of these issues did you get over a lot of that i think so did performing help you yes yes get rid of some of that yeah. Some of that rage. You know, turns out all I had to do was move to Hollywood and become a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> so simple, you guys. Step one, two, three. Yeah. Anna Ferris is one step. Um, if you guys need help with your depression or anger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like the, the, the goop or whatever, the, the Gwyneth Paltrow, like. If you're having problems in your relationship, just have your second assistant bring you solid gold steaks. Easy peasy. Yeah, super easy. <laughs> Um, I love it, L- Lauren. You or do people? I guess do people know what goop is? Like, let's talk about uh, goop. <laughs> I, I I think so. I mean, it's so it's Gwyneth Paltrow's like newsletter yes. where she talks about like the things that she's an expert about. And she just has to know people hate it. It's right? tough. <laughs> How could you not hate it? I mean, I don't know. It's it's just um if you haven't heard it or read it or whatever, it's so pretentious. It's like advice for. Workout advice for when your personal trainer is coming to your home gym in the morning, like how to get up on time. And right. Like, when you're in France, like every, I, when I need good lotion, I just fly to France and go to their pharmacies. Like it's right. surprising what you'll find there. <laughs> it is dumb. Um, the the first example you gave, you told me first, but I always use that one because it's so funny. Someone, I think I told you about that one years ago. Yeah, and that's the only forever one. Forever ago. Yeah, that's the one I got. That's the one I've got to keep in my pocket. Because someone like wrote in and they were like, "I have a really hard time getting motivated to go to the gym," and she's like, "Well, just do what I do. Yeah, have your personal <laughs> trainer come to your home gym. Right. That way you can't easy, avoid the workout. Easy peasy. <laughs> it's knocking at your door. Dumbass. Like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. My home gym is like a, a mat. And right. my personal trainer is non-existent. Right. So thanks for the advice. Well, um, when I was writing for Barnes & Noble, she came out with a goop cookbook. And I can't Oof. believe they let me do this. Because <laughs> when you write for Barnes & Noble, like, you have to be positive about all the books. Because yeah, they just want to sell all the books. Yep. But um, I wrote a blog post. I'll post it on the Facebook page. Hey. Called, I made food from Gwyneth Paltrow's cookbook <laughs> and made my boyfriend eat it. And here's what happened. <laughs> and... <gasps> We had a meal of goop recipes. I think I remember this, but remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's saying a lot because DJ Jaywoo, who just provided that sound, ate that meal. Yeah. And it was funny. It was just a very sad meal. Like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like we were like, ew, like, get this out of my mind. It was like depressing. I felt like we were like in like communist Russia eating gruel. Like, it Ew. didn't have any color. It was, there were so many foods you're not allowed to use that you're like, are so random. Like, you can't eat eggplants. And like, the only thing we kind of liked was dessert, which 
it should not have been called a dessert, but it was like nori sprinkled, like baked nori sprinkled with sesame seeds. It was like not awful. I don't know. It was like everything was just so. Sa- that's it was, not a dessert. I by felt the way. like. I felt like after the meal, we were just like kind of sad. It just made us like, <laughs> it wasn't fun to make and it wasn't fun to oh eat. And we gosh. were kind of like, you know, when you have a meal and you're like, I wish I could go back in time. I can't believe I wasted yeah, my tummy waste. space yeah. on this bullshit. So it was, I mean, it wasn't like the most disgusting. It just like depressed me. Would you rather have Soylent or a meal from the Goop cookbook? I'd, I'd rather have anything other than Soylent. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it. Uh, never mind. I'm trying to think of something good to say about it. It was. It was it was, di- bad, it was a thing. dire experience. Yeah. Um, there are so many reasons why I love this clip from from Nerdist with Anna Ferris, and one is because of the goop reference, and also because of her being a fake psychic. Oh my god, just so random. Also, that she didn't realize how sad it was until like later. Yeah. She's like, Wait, that's really dark of me. That was like I not love that. a nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I love that she realizes something about herself like much later. Right. That's so funny. I also I've been trying to find a clip about like fake psychics because my friend brandon told me recently that like tv psychics are likely fake and i was like but not no but not the long island medium well (laughs) well that's real shit but you know how i love her but he he sort of has has like turned me on to like looking more into this and it really does seem so there are like these techniques that I guess a, a lot of them use that make it seem like they know, know more than they do. It's just like suggestive things or like really vague things that apply to a lot of people. Um, and once you read them, oh, like shit. you see these people employing these techniques. Don't tell Sherry Pasell because she loves a psychic. Well, no, here's the thing. I think it's not saying that there's no such thing as psychics or mediums. I think it's saying that like a lot of the folks who are doing it for profit in this big way are are kind of using these what they're co- what they call cold reading techniques. But they're in, they might be intuitive. Pro- probably there's, there might be good in it. And maybe. I think probably some of them believe that they have psychic abilities yeah. but really they just kind of like have figured out the right questions to ask that yeah. get re- that yield results like it's like if you ask you know a male with a j name like j is the most common first letter for like anglo western male names yeah. and m-, m for women and yeah it's so interesting just knowing these things and then watching yeah. the mediums and being like oh yeah yep, that's what you're doing all that, all that or being like there's chest pain for a man for an older man or you know sure i'm gonna jump us into our segments let's what do, do you it think? um so our first segment is jingle jangle the segment where we play something musical either you know like a podcast intro or something musical on a clip um i whew, when i say i'm excited for this one i it's a real <laughs> understatement this might Agreed. be my favorite clip we've ever had ever yeah. Hey. Yeah. Um, so I stumbled upon this podcast. Do you remember back in 2002 when you could first create like a custom ringtone on your Motorola Razor flip phone? <laughs> yes. Using like a song or recording. Um, now you're not limited to whatever shitty song is preloaded onto your phone. You can get your ringtones from my new favorite podcast. It's called, and this is the entire title, Number one holiday ringtones for iPhone and iPad by Ha Ha's Comedy Ringtones. Oh my god! <laughs> Which oh, I I can't believe we didn't think of that for ours. I mean, ah. I used to think Two Dope Queens was catchy. Oh my god! This is <laughs> amazing. And so also the website. 
is so wins. confusing. Yeah. And there's a pumpkin. It's very confusing because of the jack-o'-lanterns. Yes, it's we're past this. Aren't you intrigued, listeners? You ha- you have to go to it. I don't know what the website is. I'm not going to look it up for you. But again, the podcast I will read the URL. <laughs> HTTPS colon slash slash player dot FM dot series slash one dash holiday dash ringtones dash four dash iPhone dash iPad dash buy dash ha ha's dash comedy dash ringtones slash free dash Christmas dash ringtones. And in case you didn't write all that down, the podcast name is Number One Holiday Ringtones for iPhone and iPad by Ha Ha's Comedy Ringtones. Ha Ha's has two, eight, three A's in it. It's, it's spelled H-A-H-A-A-S. <laughs> I, we have, should we spend more time on the title or should we get to the clip? I, I can't don't, tell. I mean, I could go on. Also, this just, just reminds me of that interview on like how, like with the Airbnb CEO, like it's the same thing. Like go same. for it. Be gutsy. <laughs> yes. It's like genius ideas are hiding. Like, yeah. <laughs> like make that weird fucking cereal it's and like so make this weird website. Just like put all these ringtones, these free ringtones, comedy ringtones. Right. Um, this episode, cause this is a pot. Remember This is it's not a like a podcast. one-time thing. This is a podcast. Also, episodes. yeah, this site is not from the, the early nineties, which no. it will surprise you. This is from the pr- current present year. Yeah. Um, the episode is the called <laughs> free Christmas ringtones. <laughs> And really, the clip needs no further introduction or explanation. Here it is. Wow, a Christmas angel is calling you. Better pick it up. Well, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoyed your meals with the family. Lots of turkey, some great football, and just enjoyed and relaxed. We, with Ha Ha's Comedy, want you to enjoy your upcoming Christmas holiday with lots of great Christmas ringtones. Ha Ha's Comedy creates original and unique ringtones, text tones, alerts, and alarms. We've been doing it for about 10 years or so, and we've got over 25,000 different ringtones. Wait, a question. How the fuck did you find this? <laughs> I can't say. All I can say is get your free ringtones today. Are you by behind listening this? To number like, how one does anyone holiday find this? ringtones for iPhone and iPad by Ha Ha's Comedy Ringtones? I know what I'm doing later tonight. <laughs> no, really, how did you find this? This isn't that's anywhere. Pri- that's private. It's a secret. No one knows about it. I um, I it's listen in the to depths of the internet. I to all it's a, did you find it in like? Not like some weird like subreddit or like 4chan. I <laughs> was it 4chan? <laughs> it was. I don't know why you think I'm going to reveal my secrets, but I'm okay. just not. Wow. I need all the ha-ha's comedy ringtones oh my to myself. God. I can't wait to see what they come up with next. I actually don't know how you even get the ringtones onto your phone. I assume you just like listen to the podcast and then they just appear. Right. Or you call them and like, I don't know. You call them up. Yeah. And I don't know. So I'm joking. I'm going to figure it out. We'll report back. Just one more time. It, the podcast is number one holiday ringtones for iPhone and iPad by Ha Ha's Comedy. The episode is free Christmas ringtones. Oh my gosh. It's hard to say that in one breath, <sighs> but worth it. Woof. All right. I, I, I lament having to leave this segment, but I, I guess we should move on. Oh, I guess. To segment, segment. This is our new segment where we talk about something non-podcast related. Because we have other interests. Yeah. Don't, don't. 
like judge us right um my segment segment is all about the number one holiday ringtones for iphone oh my god that my is ha- you can hardly think of anything else these days i'm <gasps> <gasps> just kidding okay you should go first because i need some time to breathe slowly okay mine is I, are, are you watching atlanta the tv show yes i well i'm obsessed with atlanta it's on fx right now and um uh Donald Glover it's Donald Glover's show and first of all I love Childish Gambino and it's funny because Justin and I both love hip-hop and we have like generally the same tastes and stuff but like he really does not like Childish Gambino and I do I'm a (laughs) wow that was a hip-hop someone's editorializing with his sound effects (laughs) but I love Childish Gambino I love Donald Glover he Uh was just on speaking of podcasts on um on an episode with Terry Gross talking about how he grew up Jehovah's Witness and he wasn't allowed to watch TV or listen what? to any music except for Prince because Prince is Jehovah's Witness. So he is? Yeah. So what? Well, he was. was I know. But I, I so Donald Glover had like no back like he's creating amazing television and music and literally it was like not in his life. And his brother, if you watch the show, his brother, Donald Glover's brother wrote Paperboy. Like, You're I just kidding. think it's so, he's so, I think he's really talented and I'm obsessed with him and I love Childish Gambino. Hey. But um, anyway, that's not what I wanted to talk about, but I ended up talking about it. But the you can, there's a playlist, like Google, like Atlanta soundtrack and you can listen to every, the music on the show that they use is so good. Yeah. It keeps on, the show keeps on getting praised for being just like really authentic Atlanta. And yeah. like, I, I, the 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 soundtrack is just really good um so i recommend googling that and listening to it and i listen i be, justin and i both like we're like we listen to it about once a day like i listen to the whole thing like once a day it's I so 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 good it is it's like so uh like it's so curated it's curated so well mm-hmm. you know you don't have yeah. to like dig around to find uh, like lots of fun new artists and songs yeah they, they it does they, the work they for found you it all. yeah they found it. yeah thank you and it chadish gambino's new album is coming out soon and i'm very excited and every time i'm like justin when's it coming out he's like i don't care and i'm like he's like you know no he's very supportive (laughs) of my love for donald glover what a what a good guy um my segment segment is are you um, ready are you okay are you handling thank you for asking i uh i might need some more time i can't stop thinking about what you know i'm thinking about but i know if i have to move on i'm gonna say that my segment segment is um i want to talk about floor bed go on do you know what that is mm, is you it when you don't you just put a mattress on a phone <gasps> yes oh my gosh okay sometimes sometimes when you don't oh have to get up i wish you guys could see eric's morning, eyes right now I just it's very exciting he, you have beautiful eyelashes oh these old things do people tell you that a lot i don't know huh. i don't think so my the my next week my segment segment is going to be your eyelashes I'm pretty mad more people don't talk about them yeah no. I don't I don't curl these babies for hours in the morning for nothing. I'm sorry, is I haven't said anything do? before. Yeah. <laughs> um okay, floor bed is when you can convince your husband to take the mattress off your bed, put it on the floor of the living room, which I guess this makes more sense if you live in a two bed in a, in a one bedroom apartment, a two room apartment. So just like bear with me if you have like a house with like multiple rooms. Ugh. So you put the mattress on the floor like pressed up against the couches. Are you listening to this, Justin? <laughs> and then you have a floor bed. You get to like watch TV in bed. You get to like eat in bed. You get to go to jump sleep on, on the, the floor. floor. You get to jump on the floor. 
You get to jump like jump off the bed onto the floor. Jump off the bed onto the floor. Jump jump off the couches onto the bed. It's just like a I have a pillow fight on the floor. Do you want to know when we discovered it? Um, can I it, Hurricane Sandy? Yeah. I just like to blame 200%. everything on Hurricane Sandy. No, that's right. That's right. Um, that's wait, exactly did you right. know that I do this? Kind of. No, see, you've really improved upon an idea that I have. Justin and I, like for Justin's birthday last year, I was like. Or for our anniversary this year. It was yeah. our first anniversary. And I was like, Justin, what do you want to do? We can do, we'll do anything. And he's like, uh, can we make a fort <gasps> in our right. living room? And we have Fortnite all the time. And it's funny because we get really into it. Like, we get, we've we never put our mattress. That's a new idea. Like, bringing your mattress out. Because we, we just put pillows and stuff. But we make a tent. Oh, and my I'm, gosh. And the other, like, the last time we did this, I was, like, looking at Justin. And I was like... Why does this feel so special? <laughs> like all we're doing, special. all that there is, is a sheet over our heads. That's oh it. But it feels like we're camping or like we're seven or like, oh and we gosh. order dinner and we eat it in there. And I think, I, I think the floor bed fort, like combining the wow, two would be the, so Our minds good. together, just like. It's like changing it's the like world. We're good collaborators or something. You guys, this was not staged. We, I had no idea what floor bed was. And I mean, I, I kind of guessed. And I didn't know about your fourth thing. Oh my god! That, listen, if you get this base going of just like a mattress on the bottom, you're gonna go nuts. You'll never leave floor bed fort. Floor bed fort could be something delivered in a refrigerated box. Oh, 200. And I think we'll need an app of some kind. Yeah. Well, what should we call it? Floor bed fort. Yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> app is yet, but we'll, we're this is going to be huge, guys. Make sure so to go to number one floorbed floor bed fort ringtones for iPhone and iPad. We'll definitely support our own podcast. We can oh be a sponsor. Oh my gosh, I, we've never had a better idea. <sighs> well, at least not in 15 minutes. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, okay, Podcast Bay is our next segment where we just talk about a podcast we love. And I'm not playing you a clip. Go look it up. Yeah. Listen to the whole thing. You do work Save for it once. for a rainy day. I can't do everything for you guys. <laughs> Have you heard of Making Gay History? No, never. Um, and I am gay. I know. Gosh. Not, really not representing for the gays I know. on the show. This is bad. Um, I have to do everything around here. <laughs> um, but the podcast, is it's like bringing the voices of queer history to life through these intimate conversations with LGBTQ champions, heroes, witnesses to history. Um, the host, are Eric Marcus, he minds, like, he has all these old, uh, like, rare interviews, and he creates these intimate personal portraits of people like Jean Manford, who's the P- the founder of PFLAG. Her gay son was badly beaten at a protest in 1972, and no one was standing up for gay people. She did. She and it, 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 Dr. Evelyn Hooker, who did this stu- that famous study challenging the commonly held beliefs that homosexuals were by nature mentally ill, mm. and the trans icon and self-described drag queen and and. Sylvia Rivera, who was at the Stonewall Uprising, like these Started are interviews. Yeah, these are interviews with really people that were there, and th- they're great history lessons. Like especially now when we need to recognize that these horrible wrongs were were happening not that long ago. Like th- these were people not these interviews weren't from two hundred years ago. Right, and we've made. It's a reminder that we made progress, but we can't go back an inch because we haven't made that much progress that this couldn't happen again. And hearing these real interviews with the people who made gay history makes a big impact. And they're the people that were on the front lines of gay rights. They risked so much and gave so much. And it scares me that we could live in a world where it, it was all for nothing. And 
I mean, you guys, gay people can get married and drink in regular bars and they can even have podcasts sometimes, but we can't lose. We can't, we can't lose that. We have to push things farther. We have to listen to these stories. We have to listen to these stories and learn from them and spring from them. And it's such a cliche, but history can't repeat itself. And I always think about how most of our presidents have been like obsessed with history. It's almost like a requirement that they like have read. They recommend books by other presidents and they read history books. And that's a good thing. Reading books about our past makes sure we learn from them. And I often wonder if Donald Trump knows anything about history or if he, I mean, I'm asked, I'm seriously asking like, does he read history books? Does he know about history? Does he look up to our leaders in the past? Like, does he study our past wars? Like, if has he studied human rights and the Constitution? And I don't know if he has. And so we all have to do it for him. Yeah, that's a challenge. I, I do think the one thing that I, the one positive thing that I gleaned from this and from the conversations that he has with all of these incredible people who have gone through these incredible struggles is, you know, this is a trying time for a lot of people who stand to be really hurt and disenfranchised and broken by um, some of the things that this presidency is promising. But um, we can take comfort in knowing that folks have fought for much harder things before us and we will, you know, fight now. Yeah. Word. We have such a funny podcast. Oh my gosh, I wish we didn't end on the sad note. It's uplifting. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. It, it totally is uplifting. I, it's like, it's our, our, our reflection is somber, mm-hmm. but the podcast is totally uplifting. Um, I feel like I know what would cheer you up. There we go. I love you, Eric. You just gotta do me. I love you. And I love everyone listening to this. Follow oh. us on Twitter. Follow Love Your Podcast. We're we we want we want to be in conversation with you guys about these clips, and we want to hear what you have to say. So please follow us. Rate us on iTunes. It's really really important. And yeah. send us your clips to loveyourpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. And as always, thanks to our editor kara hughes thank you kara thanks to our dj Woo. oh my gosh just really enhancing this episode so very yeah, much it would have been so boring without him <laughs> um thanks for listening guys Bye. see you later